1: Following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like, especially when it comes to your love of sports, entertainment, and even your own morning culinary experiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised.
2: My LeBron James rookie card is worth about ten bucks. This rookie card is worth almost two million. And that, pretty much in a nutshell, is my life. Do you call these bagels? It's
1: bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel
2: welcome to bagels and bad beats with yours truly scott wetzel on this glorious tuesday july 21st you're truly sitting in for the next two hours as a matter of fact taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879 again toll free 844-843-6879 you want to follow me on twitter send a tweet it is at opposite picks. that's o-p-p-o-s-i-t-e pix picks, p-i-c-k-s email me Go to my website, oppositefix.com, hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away emails, tweets, phone calls. Again, right here on Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel on this glorious Tuesday, July 21st. Well, as always, a lot to get to today. Zero is good, zero is bad. Is God Bless America next? Okay, but when are the tests being done? No freezing soup for you. Uh, forget that political run for Cuban. Damn, how big is Pat Mahomes' table? Uh, Brown out perhaps Adams family would the Patriots allow this college football needs to come to Mr. Vegas and a drop down in class for Aaron for sure. We'll get to all those stories again. Plus your phone calls, emails and tweets right here on a bagels and bad beats for a Tuesday, July 21st. What's up my friends. How are you on this uh, glorious, hopefully for you anyway, Tuesday as uh, we get set for uh, a big day as we inch towards the, the start of major league baseball on the 23rd, got some interesting thing happening. At exhibition baseball last night, which is one of the reasons why you just can't bet exhibition baseball. Listen, I'll, I'll bet on two cockroaches for us in the street, but exhibition baseball. No, nah, nah, they're just uh, not for me. I can't, there, there's too many variables, too many goofy things happen. And we saw it last night, San Francisco. Listen, uh, you know, pick a political statement here, one way or the other. They're kind of cornering the market on uh, on what they want to say. So we got some good news from the NFL, bad news for Giants and Jet fans, and uh, Pat Mahomes getting involved in negotiations for the chefs all coming up. Bagels and bad beats on a Tuesday with your too, with Scott Webster.
0: Com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 seven as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid Sportsgrid.com.
1: Try my disgusting bagel. now. Back to bagels and bad beats with Scott. Wetzel. Uh, it's all good, mate. Um, Let's, get, let's be clear, mate. This, this is not serious, mate. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It's not that hard. It's not that difficult, mate. You know what I mean? It's. We're living in a bloody resort, you know. Everyone's got to complain. Everyone has their own preferences, mate. But you know, it's not. <laughs> it's not anything too serious. It's just a bit of a uh, bit of dry food here and there, and yeah, get bored every now and then. But yeah, it's all good, man. Oh.
2: 844 We'll hit some phones here in a little bit. First up, that was Stephen Adams, uh, OKC Center. Boy, we should all have that kind of attitude, right? How come it's always the foreign player that has the best attitude when it comes to NBA stuff? You know, it, it, it's the, uh, you know, the... Unruly American, the spoiled little brat who says, oh, yeah, the life is so hard. You know, God forbid we should actually have macaroni and cheese. I mean, I've been living on macaroni and cheese my whole life. I mean, uh, you know, to put that down, as some of these players did, you know, why does it take the foreign player to have a good grasp of, listen, it's not the end of the world. It's a couple of months. You're in a bubble. You got this. You got that. You got a lot of of luxuries here. It's not the end of the world. And that was Steven Adams yesterday. It's too bad the NBA player doesn't have that kind of attitude, Uh, generally speaking. Uh, They hate it there, and they think they're going to be, you know, basically uh, going to war for the next uh, two-plus months. But uh, good job by Steven Adams. And the good news is from the NBA, we'll start there with the Players Association uh, and the NBA revealing yesterday that zero tests came back positive for the virus. They tested, I suppose, all 346 players at the bubble. And since July 13th, you know, which is a week ago, They've, pos- they've posted zero positive tests. I find it hard to believe, but, okay, we'll take them for the word. So that's a beautiful thing. So they seem to be secure. So at this point, you know, then he only had two zero before that. point zero. Exactly. So now if anyone does test positive from this point on, then we know he's he's cheated or he was he's, you know, grooming with someone or someone on his team, you know, got out of the bubble because once you test positive and it seems like they have for a little while now, because they had only only two guys tested positive before July 13th. So two before July 13th and none since it's been a couple of weeks now since they've had a positive test. So they should be set. You know, that should not be any kind of concern for these players. And again, if someone does test positive, it's because they, you know, brought in a happy hooker or they brought in a happy pizza delivery guy or they, uh, you know, went outside the bubble to go have some fun and they broke the rule. So it's on them. So that that's good news. So that that case, zero is good. Uh, Zero is bad in that the Jets and Giants, you know, not necessarily them, but New Jersey, the state of New Jersey, which is where they play, despite the New York moniker. Uh, revealed yesterday that they will not be allowed to have fans at the stadium during their football games. So no giant games, no jet games, no tailgating, no seeking autographs from players after games, no yelling and screaming and setting your Sundays uh, for Giants and Jets football over at the Meadowlands and sitting in five hours of traffic to get there and five hours of traffic to get home. None of that stuff is going to happen at least at this point this year. They didn't rule it out for the entire year, but so far that's how it appears. And that is just an absolute joke. That you know, just just an absolute joke. I mean, you know, the hypocrisy of this stuff is it's just so amazing because every single day you could pick up your newspaper and you'll see stories of people protesting whether it is in New York, whether it's in New Jersey, Whether you pick up a paper and see that people, thousands, thousands, millions are going to the New Jersey beaches. You don't see these people with masks on. You do see a couple. They are doing some social distancing at some facilities. But otherwise, there's a gazillion people outdoors in New Jersey going to different events with no masks on. This is so ridiculous. I I mean, just if you want to make people go to the games with masks on, then go ahead and do that. You know, personally, I don't even think you should need to do that, but okay. You know what? Here's the rule. You want to go to a football game. You want to sit next to somebody. You have to have a mask. Now, those are the rules that state in New Jersey. We're not going to spread this virus. Okay. I would be okay with that, but to rule out people being able to go to jet and giant football games and have some fun and tailgate a little bit and enjoy life. God forbid, but they should be able to do that to rule that out. That's just dopey. I again, if they shut down the entire state, if they shut down the beaches, if they shut down the parks, if they shut down everything else that was going on, if they shut down all the protesters, then I would say, okay, you know what, that's just part of life. But they allow stuff to happen over here, but then they don't allow stuff to happen over here in the sports world. I, You know, I always thought sports got the benefit of the doubt, but at this point in time, it seems to be the other way around. It, it really, it's, it's a joke. And if you're, you know what, if you're the Jets and Giants, I don't know what their contract states. I'm sure it does say, you know, they're playing their home games at the Meadowlands. However, considering the circumstances, I wonder if they could call up Stanky Stadium and say, hey, Stanks, you know what? You have a college football bowl game there. You could clearly play football games at Stanky Stadium. How about hosting our games? How about how about playing over there? Now I'm sure there would be some fee involved, but why would the NFL care, right? They would want as many people as possible in the stadium. You know, Giants and Jets wouldn't care. I wouldn't think of it. It's right next door, literally. 15 minutes away, so they would want to be able to make some money. Maybe you got to, you know, kick back the Meadowlands a, a little something, but I, I don't know why they wouldn't mind because they'd still have to pay for security over at an empty Meadowlands. So, how about Giant State? How about the Stanky Stadium? You know, how about Citibank Field? I know the MLB is not allowing fans in the stands. I don't know necessarily if the state of New York is not allowing fans in the stands like New Jersey is. I don't think there's a blanket rule on, okay, no one can show up at these games. I think if uh, if MLB allowed the Yankees and Mets to have fans in the stands, it would be okay. So why not the Jets and Giants? You know, Giants used to play at the at Yankee Stadium, although not this stadium, but, you know, uh, same thing with the Jets with the Mets, although, again, not this stadium. So it's, it's not that far. Um, how about the Yale Bowl up in Connecticut? You know, when they were building the Meadowlands, uh, the Giants played there for at least one, I want to say, two years. Uh, I, I know one because I know I went to one of the games. I went to a giant St. Louis Cardinals football game at the Yale Bowl. How about Gillette Stadium up in Foxborough? I know that sounds unrealistic, but I tell you what, knowing goofy Jet and Giant fans, you would get a number of those fans that would travel the four-and-a-half-hour truck up to uh, the Foxborough, and it's really not that bad four hours. I've done it a gazillion times uh, to go watch those games. Now, I know you couldn't have Jets and Giants both there, but, you know, there are other facilities around that might be allowing fans in the stands versus just shutting it down and saying, you know, Jets, Giants, you know what? Can't play. Uh, you can't have fans in the stands. So there are some outlets out there, but it's just stupid. Just make people wear masks. That's all. I mean, people are protesting every single stinking day without mask on, you know, hand in hand and everything else and and going to beaches, no mask. But you can't go to a football game or a baseball game. It's an absolute joke. It, it really is just an absolute joke. And a dopey governor saying, oh, yeah, we're looking forward to having fans back in the stands, blah, 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 blah. Okay. You know, go watch the New Jersey news and tell me about how many people are walking around with masks on. It's actually, it's a farce. It's a farce. It really is. So, and the other thing with the NFL is, listen, I don't give a rat's behind about this testing. I really don't. As far as the preseason is concerned, that that's a player's issue. Uh, they're making it out like it's a fans issue, but I, I don't care as long as the, the players are on board and we're not going to have any kind of lockout or, uh, you know, strike or anything along those lines. But my question has been and continues to be what is going to be the protocol during the season. I want to know when is the NFL and player going to get together and detail when these coronavirus tests will be implemented during the season. Not I'm not concerned about now and preseason, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm concerned about, are we going to get a test on Wednesday? Are the players going to be tested Thursday? Are you going to be tested Friday? Saturday, they're going to be tested Sunday, the day of the games. When are we going to realize that we're betting on a team that has a full allotment of players versus betting on Tampa Bay and then finding out Sunday morning that Tom Brady's not playing? That is a huge, huge issue for the gambler and for any just normal fan for for that matter and for the team's. I mean, I, I, I'm i surprised at this point, you know, it's so close to the season and we haven't got this thing figured out. I, I mean, we've outlined it before and I'll do it again. You know, I'm guessing it takes at least a day to get the results. So if you test the players on Wednesday, okay, you'll get them on Thursday. So not too bad, but that does open a door to that same healthy player getting the virus Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days. Then if you test later in the week, then you're not going to know if you're going to have a player or not playing in the game. You know, you might find out Sunday night or a Saturday night that you're not going to be able to have Tom Brady because he's got the coronavirus. I want that to before anything else. 844-843-6879. Lots to talk about
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
1: try my disgusting bagel now back to bagels and bad beats with scott wetzel this is a contact disease and we play a contact sport so uh, the way this thing passes along is through contact, and that's what we do for a living. And the way we interact with each other at the facility, at practice, weightlifting, uh, at, the, at the meal room, it is us shoulder to um, shoulder, standing by each other, passing things around, um, so there is a long list of, of ideas we need to come up with on how to make this environment safe for us, uh, and that's why it's it's going to be a um, you know a, a lot of thinking involved in that, and that's why we have we have conversations and calls and um you know we're looking at that every day but but that's kind of the issues we're facing is this is a contact disease and we play a contact sport our priority is always going to be the the health and safety of the players and and usually when you say that you mean you know things that happen on the field obviously it kind of takes a a new meeting uh with everything going on now where you know when you talk about the health and safety of the players is you're you're talking about kind of their you know their own personal uh health Uh, and that's always going to be the top priority for us
2: on a Tuesday morning, 844-843-6879. That's Cleveland Brown Center, J.C. Treader, talking about uh, the dangers of playing this upcoming season. But they did have some uh, leagues uh, and player association rules kind of put in place as far as the testing is concerned. They're going to test every day for a couple of weeks, and then it's going to shift to every other day. But then if there's a certain percentage, 5%, Then it's going to go back to once a day. And then it's going to, you know, then if it drops below that, then it's going to go to twice a day and all this other goofiness. So, but they have something resolved. NFL also offered the players association, no preseason games, which listen, before you get too like, wow, boy, the owners are really taking a hit here. Don't forget. Most of these games won't have fans in the stands anyway. So it's not like they're really giving up a big gate. If anything, they're saving money to tell you the truth, because, I'm sure there is a certain expense that has to be paid out to have a football game, whether there are 1,000 fans there or whether there's 100,000 fans there. I mean, you still have to have security. You still have to have, uh, you know, some uh, refreshment stands open and paying workers. so I'm sure that they would be taking a big hit if they had these empty stadium games. So the NFL was quick, awfully quick to say, all right, no preseason game, have yourself a couple of little scrimmages. This is really what it should be. It's sad it takes a pandemic like this to really make the league to be how it really is supposed to be. But uh so it sounds like they've they've come to terms on most of the issues. Uh and am they're gonna meet again and figure out some more. But that that's the good news. But again, as we were leaving before the break, I, I need to know when they're gonna have the testing for the regular season, because assuming again, it takes a day to get the results back. And I I think that's a pretty fair assumption because at this point, it looks like it's taking even longer than that, because even the NBA, you know, is saying that they've yielded the zero tests since July 13th. So I don't know if that means they took more tests July 14th, or they've been taking them, over the last eight days or so, but you take a test on Wednesday, you're not going to find the results back on Thursday. The, if it comes back clean, that guy could still get the virus Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday morning. Right. So you can't realistically do that. Uh, If you take it on a Friday, well, you're not going to get the results back on Saturday. Most teams fly to the sites that they're going to be playing. So you're not going to want to have a guy who is, uh, you know, maybe having the virus on an airplane with, with all the other players. Right. So, Uh, You know, you got to do it Saturday night and then not find out until Sunday morning, the day of the game, that again, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and pick a great player. You know, Pat Mahomes is not going to be able to play. Do you want to be able to give the team at least a two or three day heads up on whether, you know, your star players are going to be available or not? So are they just going to do it Monday and just say, that's it? Who cares? We really don't want to eliminate guys anyway. So, you know, we'll take the test on Monday and Tuesday. Maybe they're off days, which is generally Tuesday around the NFL. We'll take it then. And if you happen to get the virus, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, well, so be it. You know, we don't really care to tell you the truth. Maybe that's how they're going to do it. But I want to know. I mean, I'm I'm amazed. And maybe I shouldn't be at this point. You know, considering we have the Toronto Blue Jays with the baseball season starting in two days, not knowing where they're going to be playing their games. You know, so maybe I shouldn't be amazed at anything at, at this point. But I am somewhat amazed that the rules ritual for having these tests during the season – hasn't been finalized yet. It really, it's just, and it takes the fun out of it because as i told you, you know, if you're not going to find out until literally Saturday night, Sunday morning, whether Joe Schmo is going to be able to play, you know, yeah. How could you bet a football game on a Monday or Tuesday, knowing that some of the best players might not be playing that following Sunday? I mean, you'd be an idiot to do that. You just can't. So the idea of hedging, which I know a lot of gamblers love to do, you know, right out the window. You just, uh, you really can't do it. Baseball last night, you know, the big story. If you want to call it a big story, you know, we're all so sick and tired. I think I am anyway. I Maybe mean, I can't speak for everyone else. But, you know, we opened up the uh, the can of worms again. San Francisco Giants manager Gabe Kapler and several of his teams, uh, of several of his players, knelt during the national anthem before the Giants preseason game, exhibition game against the Oakland A's, which, oh, by the way, they won 6-2. to two. Well, Kapler sent out a statement saying that uh, he had told the team he was going to do it, had a few other players join him. And he's proud of this and that and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you'd like to. And Angels reliever uh, Kenyon Middleton kneeled as well. He was the only one for L.A. uh, during their one nothing win over the San Diego Padres. And again, you know, both managers saying they're proud of everyone. and, And, you know, listen, a couple of things. One. This is old news. You know, I hate to break it to Major League Baseball, but, you know, we've kind of moved past the kneeling thing. Even in the NFL, we've moved past it. We're, 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 we're done with kneeling, okay? We've moved on to names on jerseys. I mean, we haven't taken a major step, but we've kind of moved past the goofy kneeling for the National Anthem. We've had that battle for years now, and the, and the left has finally realized, okay, what is this really accomplishing? Absolutely nothing. Let's actually get companies to go donate money. Let's actually get sports leagues to actually make some hirings. Let's get some programs in the inner cities. Let's do whatever it takes. But it, it's who cares about kneeling at this point? So baseball is clearly late to the party. But if they want to be at the party, then they're at the party. My question is this, and we hear this all the time, it's never been about the anthem, right? You know, when the right says, you know, you're pissing on the flag. And you're you're uh, pissing on the military and it's, uh, you know, it's uh, red, white and blue. And the left always says, no, no, no. It's never been about the flag. It's never been about the military. You know, it's just about the social unrest and, and the disparities of what's going on in America. We're just using this opportunity Because we know we're going to get attention if we do it during the national anthem versus if we do it during the toy class, right? We've heard that a zillion times. It's never necessarily been about the anthem. So I bring that up because unlike any other sport, not in the NHL, not in the NBA, and not in the NFL, but Major League Baseball, if this, uh, thank you, San Francisco Giants and LA Angels, uh, turns out to be a growing trend then Major League Baseball has not one but two stoppages of play that are historic. National Anthem and then seventh-inning stretch, God bless America. So, just seems logical to me that if I'm looking to protest and I'm looking to make the biggest statement, I'm going to do it during the National Anthem and then I'm going to do it during the seventh-inning stretch, God bless America. Right? If you tell me it's not necessarily about the anthem, it's just about bringing attention to your cause, then why would they not you know, protest, if you will, kneel during God Bless America for the seventh inning stretch? It's a can of worms I hate to bring up because I don't want to give these guys any ideas, but it seems logical to me. If it's not about the military, it's not about the flag, it's not necessarily about the anthem, It's just bringing attention to the cause. Then why wouldn't you want to bring attention to the cause during the game versus before the game when people aren't situated and they're not in their seats and they're at the concession stands? Uh, Most, and I don't know all, but I would say most TV networks don't show the national anthem during baseball games. I know they don't during football games, and really they don't during baseball games, but they do, oh yeah, they absolutely do uh, at least here in New York and at Fenway Park, do the God Bless America seventh inning stretch. Those that that is televised. So uh, again, I hate to give them any ideas, but if you're gonna, you know, kneel for the national anthem, I don't know why they would be standing for God Bless America. And then, then what are you gonna do? Then, then we're gonna have it twice, really? Wow. Again, yeah, you hate the whole bring the whole thing up again because I, I thought we moved past that. I thought we have made strides in what, the, you know, the Black Lives movement wants to accomplish. But, you know, I'm sure they're not going to say, hey, don't do this. You know, they'd be silly to do that. So Major League Baseball, lo- late to the party, and then they're going to maybe bring this uh, can of worms back all over again. Man. And then the Giants last night also, you know, setting some grounds as uh, they had Alyssa Nakin, N-A-K-K-E-N. I'll say Nacken but not sure. She became the first woman to coach in an on-field capacity as uh, she took over late in the game at first base for the San Francisco Giants. So there you go. Uh, a female first base coach. Fortunately, no one got picked off first base. That would have been funny. <laughs> I got to tell you, that, that actually would have been very funny had that happened. I'm, I'm glad it didn't. Uh, father of two daughters, that that would have been a little embarrassing. But uh, she joined Kepler's staff in January. She's been with the team as an intern since 2014. So I don't know if it's necessarily she paid her dues or not. But uh, so San Francisco kneeling for the anthem and having a female at first base coaching. Boy, you talk about uh, you know setting the standard here and trying to uh, you know make some news. They they certainly did now. that. Now with the Stanks last night, a couple of more home runs. They now hit nine home runs in three preseason games. They tied Philadelphia 2-2. Joe Girardi back in town at Snanky Stadium, now manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. Very, um, you know, no. this is why you can't bet preseason baseball. So it's 2-2, and they decide that they're not, not going to have an extra inning game. And then they had a pitcher Vince Velasquez of Philadelphia get out of an inning. I think it was the fifth, but uh, Girardi wants to have him throw some more pitches, so he tells them to face one more batter, Aaron Judge. What does Aaron Judge do? It's a home run. <laughs> you think about Velasquez; he thinks his his inning is over. Five scoreless innings. Nice job. You know what? Shower, relax. Beautiful outing. Eh, go face one more guy. You really? Yeah, yeah, one more. But it's Aaron Judge. Yeah, go face it. Go ahead. No big deal. And <laughs> he gives up a home run. So game ended up being tied. Stuff like that is why you don't win. All right, Vegas and bad beats. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Phone calls coming up right here at the two
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
1: now back to bagels and bad beats with scott wetzel
0: i believe in vaccinations no i don't that's my personal opinion, but no, I don't.
2: The Eagles of Bad beats on Sunday, Tuesday morning, with yours truly, Scott Webster, sitting and taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time, as we always do, Monday through Friday. Uh, that's LA Lakers Center. White Howard, when asked about do I believe in vaccinations, you heard his answer. For some reason or another, he felt compelled to post that on Twitter or Instagram or one of those sites, TikTok, whatever the case may be. And listen, that's not the craziest thing in the world. I, I have heard people I'm a little leery on some of these things as well. Um, you know, so that that's not that that's not so so outlandish. It's it's out there, don't get me wrong, but it's not crazy crazy. But You know, in order to have crazy, crazy beliefs, you can have crazy beliefs, but you have to have some kind of proof. Like if if the follow up question to Dwight was, well, you know, how come, you know, and he just says, well, I don't know. I just don't. Well, then it's a crazy belief. But if he follows it up with a question of how come and he says, well, because uh, I've done studies and uh, this amount of work uh, stuff works and this amount doesn't work and people still get it anyway. You know, if there's some support to his crazy belief, then the crazy belief isn't so crazy. You know, you need proof, though, for some of these things. You know, uh, when Kyrie Irving says the world is flat, we need proof. You know, we, we can't just get from Kyrie. Well, because I think it's flat because uh, I've never seen any pictures from the moon of, of the earth. You know, uh, well, you got to give me a little bit more than that, Kyrie. OK, you know, when uh I say Mike Trout is overrated. You need proof, okay? Now, I have proof. I do. I'll give you the numbers. He is overrated, Uh, but you do need proof. You know, when you say you believe in Bigfoot, right? Okay, now I personally do and don't, but you need some proof. Give me some crap. Give me some hair. Give me some bones. Give me, give me some. why, Why haven't we found these things at all the sightings? You know, 50 zillion people with cell cameras nowadays, you know, but yet somehow or another, we still, In 2020, we really still don't have, like, a definitive, oh, my gosh, there he is, eight feet in front of me. How could I go in my backyard in New Jersey and uh, be next to a bear literally 15 feet away, yet I can't go in the hills of Montana and Washington and wherever they have these settings and yet still never come even close to Bigfoot to ever have a real shot? So you can believe in Bigfoot, but you got to give me some proof. Uh, You could believe if you want to, you know, so-called physics, uh, psychics rather, you know, can talk to dead people. Really? All right. Now, personally, I don't, because it seems to me that if I could talk to a dead person, what would be the number one question you would ask without, you know, without a shadow of a doubt? The number one, no matter matter if you're white, black, female, you know, Republican, Democrat, American, foreigner, I mean, you know, pick a religion. The number one question, right, would be, hey, what's heaven like? You know, is you know, we, we could solve every world's problem. Just tell me, is Jesus really God's son? Yes or no? That would solve every world war, every issue. How come the psychics don't ask those questions? They want to know what the cat's name was and where you left the cat food. The, the, those questions they'll ask the dead people, but they won't ask them about, you know, what what, what afterlife is like. Uh, so you can believe in psychics, but you you got to give me some proof, right? Uh, you can believe my wife can really cook and clean, but I, I got to see proof. And after 25 years, uh, I, I don't have any proof of that whatsoever. So now there are some certain things you don't need proof with because they're so obvious. You know, uh, you can believe Bryson DeChambeau and Roger Clemens is slash was on roids. You really don't in my book need any more proof than what you have already. You know, you can believe Mookie Betts is the best player in baseball, as I do. You really don't need any more proof, you know, as far as I'm concerned. So there are certain, you know, somewhat out of the norm beliefs that you do need proof with and others that you don't. So to believe or not to believe in vaccinations, as Dwight Howard does not believe in them, that's one of those where I got to have some facts and figures for you to make that statement. Aside from just, I just don't believe in him. You know, he's got 50 zillion kids, you know, with 50 zillion different women. So, you know, again, I would have asked him, not that I really care that much, but, you know, that would have been the next question. Like, well, did you get, you know, vaccinations for your 12,000 kids? You know, are are they all going through life hoping they don't get the mumps and the measles and everything else and all the other vaccinations that uh, kids get? So. What is it about this Laker team? Well, I tell you what, between Dwight Howard coming and going and not knowing if he's going to be there, then he is going to be there, then he's not going to be there. Now he is there. And you get LeBron James crying and bitching and moaning. Let's put something on the jerseys. They put something on the jerseys. Then LeBron says, thanks, but no, thanks. I changed my mind. I don't want to have anything on my jersey. And then Anthony Davis, who's just there to be LeBron's, you know, little sidekick uh, says, okay, LeBron, if you're not going to do it, I'm not going to do it either. You know, can a day go by? You know, a couple of days go by in Lakerland without anything crazy going on. I, I mean, uh, whether it's Rondo being injured or guys coming or going or, you know, being part of the social movement then decided not to be part of the social movement, not believing in vaccinations, want to play, don't play, you know, for a team that I do think is going to end up winning it all. I hate to say it. I'm going to have to put the Wetzel black cloud on them. I'm clearly I uh, I don't go to my chambers twice in a, uh, you know, a six month span. But unfortunately, with the way sports are set up, I'm going to have to. I, I'm going to have to because, boy, this could be my worst fear. This could really be the worst fear. We could have the Stankies and the Lakers slash LeBron winning the uh, championships in their respective sports. I really, because I tell you, watching the Stankies play the last three days, what I say, nine home runs? They have uh, 11 home runs, rather, five on sa- Saturday four Sunday, two more last night. I mean, I know that doesn't continue, but wow. 11 home runs in three games. They are going to be tough to beat. They are really going to be tough to beat. And as far as the Lakers, you know, say what you want about LeBron. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of his, but he does seem focused. No one else on that team may be focused, but he seems focused. And, you know, I only think there's going to be a handful of teams that really will be focused when everything is said and done. I think most of these teams are just there, just to play out the season, do it for the the, uh, the franchise, do it for um, you know all the other you know things that make it, you know the paycheck. God forbid, but I don't think they're really, really at this point thinking championship. But LeBron is. Oh, he's thinking real. Ch- he is looking at this, salvating at a chance to get a cheap NBA championship to his ledger. So, I I think I hate to say it, but. Uh, I got a feeling LeBron's going to win. So uh, I'm going to have to put the Wetzel Black Cloud on both of them. Don't like doing that. I haven't done that in a long, 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 long time. But, you know, the Chambers uh, have been, uh, you know, silent for a little while. We haven't used the Black Cloud since um, since the San Francisco 49ers when I had the, the chefs at 8 1 to win the Super Bowl. So, and, and that worked specifically for the 49ers against them. So that that, you know, so it's been a little while. We may have to put the, a couple of shekels on the Stankies to win the World Series and the Lakers to win the NBA championship. Next question is if I could only have one not win, which one would it be? Which one would I sacrifice? You know, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I really, I really can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think if I had my druthers. I'd rather have the Stankys win than LeBron. And being a lifelong, as you can see above my shoulder, being a lifelong Red Sox fan, that is very, very, very difficult to say. But I um, – and I'm not a huge – like, I love the NBA, but I don't have a uh, – like, my, my love affair, if you will, uh, my fandom for the Celtics – you know, I used to like the Nets because they were in New Jersey, but they're gone, so I don't care about them. I like the Celtics because they're a Boston team, and I'm a big Bruins and Red Sox team. So I kind of just, you know, gravitated to the Celtics, do root for them. I always liked the Lakers way back when, the Magic teams. So I, I, I had a bunch of different teams. I rooted for San Antonio. Uh, I didn't have that, like, diehard, diehard NBA team. So... That's why it's that more surprising, but it, it is obviously a, a hatred for LeBron. I don't want and and a, and I do like Michael, so I don't want him to win. I'll I'll accept the Stankies winning. I'll put the asterisk next to the Stankies earlier than I would the NBA the champ. So if I had to have one here, yeah, you know, LeBron's a phony. Listen, well, so the Stankies are cheaters and quitters. You know, I, I could just justify them just being cheaters and quitters and they, they cheated their way to a championship. Versus, uh, you know the uh, the LeBron, you know just being a fraud and a phony and a fake and just a maniac. Yeah, I, I, I can't have him win. I I, I just can't. So uh, Wetzel Black Cloud, it's gonna be on both. Uh, let's hope we can get a double dip here. But uh, I think if if I had my druthers, it would be no LeBron championship. Believe it or not, over the over the uh, 843 eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. So, But that that's, a, that's it. You need proof of certain things. So, um, you know, the, the, that's our new Black Cloud sound effect, okay? Um, you know, you need proof about, you know, Trout being overrated, Bigfoot, Psychics. I always wondered about that, right? I, I, I just – all these TV shows and, you know, they have networks over at the Three Letter Network, the Psychic Channel – If these people it's amazing to me why no one has come up with this before you're sitting there telling me you talk to dead people that that's, you know, it might not be a conversation conversation, but it's a feeling it's a this it's a it's a wave it's you know, and this person is telling me that, uh, you know, your cat food is behind the counter. You know all these dumb things. You're you're conversing back and forth. It's never come up. Huh? Never never thought about. It. Never dawned on you to ask the person, "Hey, what's heaven like?" Never dawned on you to say, "You know, we got three world two world wars here, and we're on the verge of a third world war." Basically, you know. Uh, over religion ne- never dawned on you to say, Hey, by the way, you know, just let, let me know how, how about Jesus there. What, what, what's the real story? Is he really God's son or not? You know, let, let's settle some things here over in Jerusalem. Let's have some peace over there. Just let us know. Have you, have you got an insight into God there? You know, what, what is it? You know, never dawned on the psychic to ask the dead person those questions, huh? What a bunch of frauds. Well, we're what what just, just an absolute bunch of frauds. It really is. Oh, brother. Uh, brother. 844-843-6879. So speaking of goofballs, Antonio Brown's in the news again. Boy, well, you, you talk about stories, you know, we, we mentioned uh, last week, stories that just never go away and you get sick and tired of them. Antonio Brown is, is being thrown into that lot. According to the Four Letter Network, AB was close, close to settling a lawsuit brought against him by his former trainer, uh, the Brittany Taylor girl. Uh, who accused AB of three incidents. I'm one, not two. You know, that's not good enough for AB. Uh, three incidents of sexual assault. So they were close, apparently, to the four-letter network of getting a deal done where she would drop the case, and maybe, just maybe, that would open up the door for AB to return to the NFL. But uh, apparently now, the uh, they you know, AB backed out of the settlement, and now the case is still ongoing. So, listen, I... I can't rip him for that, per se. If he thinks he's really innocent, you know, maybe he's too dumb to realize what he did. That's probably the case, to tell you the truth. I don't doubt for a second he probably thinks he's innocent. So if you believe in your innocence, you hate to settle no matter what the circumstances are. So I actually give him a lot of credit for that, believe it or not, because you know, even me with, with some goofy like speeding tickets that I got that I knew I was innocent, and, you know, you'd go to court and they would offer, well, you know, we'll plea bargain it down to a seatbelt. It won't cost you any points. You pay a $40 fine and we'll be drawing your way. And I'm like, man, I was not speedy, though. Now, you, you know, you you're just like, all right, whatever, you know. But, you know, him not settling is going to leave him now still out of the NFL. And now he's also uh, hinting on Twitter that he's going to retire, as he's done before, but it just never did. So I don't know if he's going to play He doesn't play this year. Tuesday morning as we uh, check out the odds courtesy of FanDuel for the Wetzel Black Cloud. You know, the uh, Lakers are plus 260. They're actually the second choice behind the uh, Milwaukee Bucks at plus 240. Now, that's not necessarily because uh, the boys in Vegas slash FanDuel think the Lakers have a second best chance of winning it. Well, I mean, they do. But it's it's not because they think the Bucks are better than the Lakers. It's because the Bucs' road to the NBA Finals is that much easier. They don't they don't have an LA Clipper team staring them in the face. That's why the Bucs would be plus only 240 and the Lakers plus 260 because uh, you know th- there's a monster hurdle in front of the Lakers and the Clippers are next in line at plus 320. Whereas the Bucks' monster hurdle is is probably the Boston Celtics. I mean, they got a nice little road. Uh, to the NBA finals, I wouldn't be taking Milwaukee at plus 40. I don't think that's good value at all. I could easily see them uh, getting knocked off somewhere along the line. So I think the, the, the West is uh, top heavy, but the East is balanced. Like I think the, you know, the magic and the, the heat and the Raptors and the Celtics uh, 76ers. I, I think there's a, a number of teams, you know, then probably just that in a, in a, in a, Pacers, not a uh, you know so I, I think it's more balanced in the east whereas the West I, I you know outside of quite frankly the Lakers Clippers and, and maybe Denver uh, I have no faith in Portland no faith in New Orleans no faith in and uh, Utah um I, I just think you have basically those three teams so Lakers at plus 60 not too bad I am surprised at the uh, the stanky line uh pleasantly surprised in that they're plus four to one they're the second choice. But I didn't think they would be that high, to tell you the truth. Um, the last time I had checked, I thought I saw them around plus three to one. So, plus four to one for the Wetzel Black Cloud and the Stanks is, is pretty good value. A little bit better, obviously, than plus two sixty with the with the LA Lakers. But we're gonna have to do both. Uh, can't have either one of those two teams winning the championship. Hi, right, one hour in the books, one to go, right here on the bigles and Bad Beats on got morning.